time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Each man measures his time. Some with hope, some with joy, some with fear. But Sam Forstman measures his allotted time by a grandfather's clock. A unique mechanism whose pendulum swings between life and death. A very special clock that keeps a special kind of time in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 132 of the Twilight Zone was 90 years without slumbering. And uh, Sean, this is sort of the golden age of Twilight Zone episode names. It really is. Uh, we've we've run through a, a couple, and this one, <laughs> if you if if you were to just tell me these the string of words, I would imagine this is a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah, because last week we had a short drink from a certain fountain that that just screams oh, yeah. Twilight Zone. Uh, so much so that uh, as we mentioned last week, we. Uh, neither of us had even seen this episode, but we knew it was a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> and then before that, the seventh is made up of phantoms. Before that, probe seven over and out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Clearly. You, you don't even have to have seen the Twilight Zone to know those are Twilight Zone no. episodes. <laughs> uh, th- oh, this is one that... This is one that that I actually do remember seeing before, unlike, uh, unlike last week's. Um, Unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, were were you not a fan of this one? Uh, I just it's the it's the non it's it's those episodes that you know are not going to be scary mm-hmm. or suspenseful, and then usually when there's an old man grappling with mortality, and then the score, it all builds up to what I believe I used to call a goofy episode. I, I don't know that I would call it goofy because I, I think you know it's not necessarily funny. Like to, to me, an episode would have to be have to be funny to be goofy. By the way, it's it's probably worth pointing out since this one is actually dealing with mortality. That I think wasn't Rod Serling like only like forty five when he died. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he was very young. Uh, this was also, not- by the way, based on a short story called "The Tick of Time," which is a pun that I am very pissed off that I did not think of. Okay, so Rod Serling was actually 50 when he died, but that's still extraordinarily that's young. crazy young. I'm 39, it, Keith. I got much more than 11 years of jokes to make. <laughs> Isn't it funny that, what well, funny, like, ironic, uh, you know, that he, they, there were so yeah. many episodes that were, that had something to do with aging and everything, and he, absolutely, he, he was, he was gone at 50. Yeah, which uh, honestly makes me believe that he may have made more worth out of his years than most of us by thinking about that. So, or maybe he wasted oh, yeah. more of it. Who knows? I, um, you know, no, it made more of it, and and you know, like he spent the last uh, couple of years thinking, uh, you know, I I was a failure, and no one will remember me. So, <laughs> did he really? He did. Yeah. Um, wow, that's that's. Uh, Ugh, he yeah. deserves so much better. <laughs> he he was uh, I know he he was uh, yeah at the same time uh, he was doing night gallery he was uh, you know he was teaching school and that was that was sort of the gist that a lot of students walked away from is like yeah, he he doesn't think really? very much of himself. God, that's that's so nuts. 
Yeah. Uh, and especially because, you know, like you said, he, he crammed so much in 50 years. That's, pr that's pretty amazing to think of. But He um, crammed a valiant military career in 50 years. A, a valiant military career, uh, you know, all, all the uh, all the the writing stuff that he did in TV and he, and even some movies. And yeah, I mean, to think that he was only 50, that's pretty amazing. And you know what? For a man who born who was born and died and buried, maybe not buried. I forget where he's buried, but in central New York, I respect it. That Syracuse, <laughs> Rochester area is very close to my heart. I respect it. Uh, props to upstate New York, uh, where Hell they, yeah. where you can get a good steamed ham. <laughs> you can get a steamed ham. You can get a, uh, yeah, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> so the, uh, so the episode centers on, uh, Sam, who's a, uh, he's an old, um, so second old. straight episode about an old. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I assume I, I don't do, do they actually say that he's 90 or are we just assuming that from the uh uh from the name i was assuming uh from the name and the fact that like you know the um marnie and doug are mm -hmm. they're probably in their 30s maybe late 20s i don't know she's expecting a kid in the 60s so she's probably very young but like the fact that he's the grandfather and not the father i don't know <laughs> He's got to be super old, but he's a <clears throat> grandfather. So, uh, so Edwin, who's obviously playing uh, Sam in this, mm -hmm. he was born in uh, 1886. Uh, which, by the way, it's it, it's pretty cool to think about the fact that you know when you're looking at um, you know people who were acting in like the 50s and 60s, they were actually if they're old at the time. They were probably born in the 1800s. That's that's pretty amazing to think of. When when Ed Wynn was born, there were still pirates. <laughs> there were still pirates sailing the seas in the 1880s. Sean, ask Captain Phillips. There are still pirates today. <laughs> oh, touche, touche. Uh, so let, let's see. So Tom Hanks for giving that story. Exactly. Um, so 63 plus 14. Obviously, math was not my, uh, my not my strong suit. So he would That's have a been seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Okay, so you know it's probably safe to assume that he probably the character is supposed to be ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on board with ninety. But but it's a little like uh, Gloria Stewart when she played Rose in Titanic. I think she was in her eighties, <laughs> and they had to make her look a hundred. So they were like, "Hey, you're not old enough. We need you to look older." That probably actually had to make her feel pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm way younger than this character that probably is especially at 80 yeah uh you wouldn't get many of those moments actually we no. need you to <laughs> we need to make you look older because you you just look too youthful gloria you are welcome um <laughs> also also the uh the husband in this episode is the grandfather from charles in charge really Yes, James T. Callahan. No, no relation to my wife. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't notice. That's like you not noticing William Shatner in any of the many episodes he was in. <laughs> I mean, I, I I did not notice it. I uh, I clicked on a link on Wikipedia, so I can't take full credit. Uh, James T. Callahan, by the way, uh, left us in two thousand seven, so he's he's not around anymore. All right. Um, R. I. P. Um, 
He was also, oh, I just, I just pulled up his uh, IMDb page. He was in a couple episodes of Knight Rider. I, I never noticed that. Um, Man, that show has so many connections to this one. <laughs> and well, by this I, one, I, I, I think mean, it's actually it last a Twilight Zone podcast. Yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, that, that probably, you know, it's the, it's the early mid sixties night riders, the early eighties. So there were just, there were a lot of like character actors that would have still been natural active. progression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Sam is this old man who thinks that he's going to die if the grandfather clock that he owns stops ticking, which, so I get that the, like you've had it for a long time. So you really, you know, you really identify with it. It's, it's, um, you know, something that means a lot to you. Like, how would you even formulate that theory? Uh, as a child, um, my mother was going through surgery. I was in middle school. So what's mm -hmm. that? Sixth to eighth grade. I don't know what age that is. 10, 11, 12. No, it'd probably 11, be like 12, 12 14. to 14-ish. Um, and my mom was going through surgery, pretty routine, regular surgery that anybody in, you know, middle age, uh, would, would go through. And I prayed to God that God would take me instead of her oh, again, wow. routine surgery. Let's just call it wisdom teeth. It wasn't wisdom teeth, but let's just call it something as routine as that. So, so something on the level of wisdom teeth. Exactly. And surprise, surprise, my mom survived against all odds, getting her wisdom teeth taken out. So, and, and so did you. <laughs> and so did I. So for the next several weeks, I was terrified that the good Lord above was going to take my life because he answered my prayer. <laughs> oh, wow. To save yeah. my mother for wisdom teeth. So that kind of kid grows up to be Sam Forstman, who believes a ticking clock dictates the, his own lifespan. All right. So, so that's since how we, it happens. So, so since we've established that, that this is in your future. This is uh, in what, my future. What what's the thing that you have in your house that's going to have to keep going in order for you to survive? It's my air fryer. Um, oh, oh that that to me, that makes total sense. Yeah, it's uh, you know it it keeps working. The door doesn't close all the way because I've had it for a couple of years. But mm -hmm. you know I take care of that thing and uh, use it pretty much every day. It's the air fryer. I uh, yeah yeah that 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 <laughs> totally makes sense and. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, just to, <laughs> totally to, just to prove that uh, how much the world has changed, um, you know, you're, no one would expect that your air fryer is going to hold out for, for 90 years, no matter how good of a job you do taking care of it. Oh, God, no, absolutely not. Uh, that, that makes me a little worried for you, Sean. You know, we're going to get there. We're going to we're going to keep uh, throwing some mozzarella sticks in there, maybe some leftover steak. <laughs> um you know we're gonna you know, we're gonna clean it we're gonna take care of it like it was one of my own yeah th that's a that's a good point because it doesn't have to work for everything like you you could get a, a replacement air fryer that would actually do like more work and then this is like your 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 assistant air fryer exactly you know, your, your backup exactly. air fryer that, that you just use for like the mozzarella sticks and things that don't require a whole lot of uh <laughs> i'll lot just of work. keep I'll just keep it in my attic, like a, like the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> no, this is the air fryer I use. My the air fryer that keeps me alive is uh, in my attic. By the way, will you marry me? <laughs> Thank you for coming over today. It's nice to meet you. 
<laughs> Let me tell uh, you about why I have two air fryers. <laughs> so, um, so his family, uh, they're a little bit weirded out by the fact that he, uh, you know, he, he thinks that the, the clock has to keep going, which yeah. by the way, uh, like you would think, um, you know, they, they, they would be pretty happy. You know, most people would be very happy to have an antique uh, grandfather clock in their house. So I, I feel like they're a little ungrateful. They, they should be, they should be promoting this idea just to, just to keep the thing going. I mean, did you think that they imagined, like in the sixties, they knew how, how, like how much grandfather clocks would be worth? Clearly not because, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm these people, you know, they, they're like, um, you know, really bothered by this. And instead I would just be like petting Edwin on the head and say, great, great grandpa, grandpa, keep this, keep this clock going. And then, uh, you know, when he does eventually pass inevitably pass on, which, you know, everybody's uh, going to at some point, uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, Sean, unless um, that clock keeps going. Right. Um, then you just sell the clock and make a, a crap ton of money. So it seems like a win-win for everybody. They've got to send that kid to school. I I don't know why they're why they're obsessing over him obsessing about it. Just make the best of it. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's probably a very good point. Just like it's it's not affecting you at all. Tuition is going to be like upwards of eight hundred dollars per four years by the time that kid is eighteen. So yeah. And well, of course, you know you'd like to think that that, that they're actual human beings, so that. Once he was gone, they would be like, "Oh, this is this is this is Grandpa's grandfather clock. This we'll means a lot to around. our family. We're going to keep it." Yeah. But you know that they would have sold it the next day. <laughs> the the absolute second. <laughs> they they would have had it up on Facebook Marketplace before the eulogy was even done. <laughs> so I didn't really. Was he supposed to be like a? retired clockmaker or is it just a dude with a clock that was obsessed with one um i seem to remember in my head canon he's a guy who worked on clocks and this is like the last one he has left okay okay that now that i don't makes... know if that's if that's actually something that's in the episode or if it's just something that i like inferred years ago and because i've seen this episode you know x number of times i <clears throat> i just assume that now i think I think it's uh, it's appropriate to assume that, and I mean, if honestly, if that's the case, like it, it's a pretty like solid, like you know, just barely under the surface, just you know, the message of the episode being, I mean, you know, you you consider your livelihood your livelihood, if that makes sense. Like you consider mm -hmm. what you do as a living, uh, for a living, as as your your entire life, and when that's over, then what the hell am I going to do after that? Which is one of the most terrifying things I can think of, because, um, you know, if you're you find yourself at the end of retirement, you know, working for the man for, you know, how, how many other decades and you never really had a hobby. You never you never got to do a Twilight Zone podcast with with, with a pal for three years. Um, what would you do with your life? You're just watching a clock. And yeah, I, I was going to say that terrifying. Uh, I won't have that problem because uh, I'll just, you know, but when I'm 90, I'll be making the podcast uh, about, about Knight Rider. 
just <laughs> re-watching Knight Rider going, wow, this show is bad. Why did Young Gee like this show? So <laughs> um so if you so if if you had a uh, one one appliance in your house, what would it be that that would keep you alive? Oh, that's a good question. I'd um, like to. I, I'm still gonna probably keep with the air fryer because I use mm-hmm. it so much, and that steak was really good. That the leftover steak that I put in there was pretty good last night. Um, but if if there's one thing. That, you know, maybe it's not everything that you use every day that is a clock, but um, one thing that you you kind of like feel tied to. And is um, it an appliance or is it the Forbidden Planet poster? Uh, uh, we we could go with the Forbidden Planet poster, but that, that you know, that poster is actually pretty common. That wouldn't be very unique to me. Sure, sure. Um, let's see. I... Uh, see my uh uh my homemade titanic model that would that wouldn't be an appliance that, that that's not that like, counts that, it, i mean it can't it can't break though like it can't stop working because all it does is sit there well it can break i mean you know yeah. the original one did <laughs> it's true <laughs> that, that's that's all it did it, it 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 was only long only around long enough to learn how to sink that's, or that's wait, wait, this is a better question, Keith, uh, or better, better related, I think, to, to you and me. <clears throat> is there a, a long running series like a clock that if it ran out, you felt like life would be over? If Star Trek ended and like it was definitive that no more episodes or movies or anything would ever be made of Star Trek ever again, would that feel like the end of the world? Uh, probably Futurama, and we never have to worry about that happening because it just keeps coming back. <laughs> By the way, have you seen have you seen uh, that the fact that the TCU Horned Frogs are in the playoffs and I, I their fan base their fan base is, like loves loves to have uh, Horned Frogs very interactive, complicated uh, game day signs. Yes, or not Horned Frog, um, uh, Hypnotoad. Yes, uh, all all glory to the hypnotoad. Um, so, so ultimately, like his back back to the episode that we're we're supposed to be talking about here. Uh, so ultimately, like his family is obsessed with the fact that he's obsessed with this clock, and so uh, ultimately, they and and like a a, a, a quack doctor uh, decide to to convince him to sell the clock, which he does. Yeah. Um, but he sells it to a family that then goes on vacation. A lot of nerve going on vacation after you've bought a, a grandfather clock. I mean, I mean you come have on, to, people. You can't leave the house for at least a month after you buy a grandfather clock. No, no. You, you can't you can't at all. Like, you know, however long you have to go, you know, you have to wind the thing, you, you're you're committed. You're you're you gotta have somebody you got to have like uh, somebody come in and walk your dog and and wind the grandfather clock or you're just a terrible person. The worst. There's just no way around it. The absolute worst. Um so uh, they go on vacation and uh, and Sam can't wind the clock and it stops. And um <clears throat> you know, ultimately he he freaks out thinking that he's uh you know that he he might die, but he ultimately decides to stop believing in that. And be awesome instead. 
uh, as, as Barney Stinson would say. That's uh, really what he does. He, he does. Yeah. He just stops believing it and says, okay, I'm, I'm not going to die now. And uh, I know this makes me sound like a terrible person, but because we've established that he's 90 years old, so it's not like he was going to be with us for very much longer after that. I like to think like two days later, he, he keeled over. <laughs> but you know what? He did it on his own terms. He, he wrote, he stopped believing in, in the clock and the ghost and he did it on his own terms. So win-win. It's a happy ending. Clocks are made by men. God creates time. No man can prolong his allotted hours. He can only live them to the fullest in this world or in the twilight zone. Cabotron?